Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. All right, we're going to look at Advent this season. We're calling this series, For He Alone is Worthy. And uh, today we're talking about how the heart responds. How the heart responds. Uh, this Advent season, it just means Advent, it just means, uh, it's just a word that means anticipation or the arrival of or the coming of uh, something or someone. And so we use these four Sundays leading up to Christmas as the Advent season, the expectation season, the season of, of the arrival of the newborn King Jesus. And today, each Sunday has a theme, as you saw in the video, today is the theme of hope. We have hope today. And throughout the accounts uh, of the birth of Jesus, which you see in in in, uh, in Luke's gospel and in Matthew's gospel, uh, we meet several amazing and ideal individuals. Uh, you meet um, Zechariah and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist, and you'll meet the Magi or the wise men who came to see Jesus. And you meet the shepherds, and and you meet uh, Simeon and Anna in the temple, and of course you meet uh, Joseph and Mary. And all of these people are are just amazing and they they illustrate for us the need to personally individually respond to the arrival of jesus and uh, and you make that choice of whether or not you're going to welcome him and it's an individual decision even when we meet a small group like the magi or like the shepherds there's still personal responses to the arrival of the savior the personality we want to spend a little bit of time with this morning is mary uh, Mary, uh, more, I think, than anyone, epitomizes the ideal response to the coming of Jesus. Uh, Joseph, her husband, is pretty awesome as well. Uh, he demonstrates the behavior of godly masculinity. As he listens to God's instructions, he cares for and protects his bride no matter what. He is, he is, he is a man. He is a godly man. Masculinity, as God designed it, is a good thing, uh, just as femininity is a good thing, as designed by God. But as good as Joseph is, Mary is just so unique and special, we cannot help but stop and spend a little time with her. All right, so I'm going to read to you Luke chapter 1, verses 26 uh, to 38, and uh, we don't always remember to do this, but in, in respect for God's word, let's stand together if you're able for the reading of God's word. Luke chapter 1, beginning at 26, it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that's she's carrying John the Baptist. We're going to talk about that next week. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married or betrothed to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. 
The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but now she's in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Let's be seated together. You've probably heard all the usual details about Mary, right? That she was likely a teen uh, when she conceived Jesus. That she may have been ridiculed uh, by people around her uh, for her premarital pregnancy. Although, to be fair, that's actually not mentioned in the Bible. We don't have any record of her being, uh, you know, ostracized or anything. Um, and of course, you know, you just read this, you realize she is the mother of God. She is the mother of the Christ child, Jesus, God incarnate in the flesh, Emmanuel, and she's the mother. Uh, we don't worship Mary. We don't pray to her or through her as an intercessor, but she is marvelous and she is worthy of honor. Mary shows us how our heart can respond to the Lord, especially in worship. And so I've got at least three ways that Mary models this for us. First one you see there in verse 38. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. Right? I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. If there ever was an ideal response to the Lord's voice, that's it right there. I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you've said come true. That word servant is one of those broad, in, in the original language, it's one of those broad words that can mean servant or slave or maid uh, or or worker, right? Mary's saying that she voluntarily places herself under the dominion, under the authority of God Almighty, the one from whom she will take her orders and direction. Now, I don't have any servants or slaves in my house. Um, although I think my kids always thought that they were slaves when they had to mow the lawn or empty the dishwasher. But um, about 15 years ago, Becky and I uh, lived overseas for several months and we had a house helper. She was more than a housekeeper. She did our grocery shopping. Uh, she did our laundry. Uh, she ironed my underwear. I mean, she was good. She was really good. Uh, she... Uh, she she cooked a couple meals for us every day. Uh, whatever we asked of her, she was obligated to do. Basically, she was our servant. Now, it was voluntary in that she volunteered to be hired and paid by us. I mean, we paid her, uh, you know, a good wage. But she was a servant in that sense. And 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 Mary demonstrates the re- proper response of our own hearts to God in that servant role. Not, I'll be your servant if you reward me, or I'll be your servant if you pay me, but simply, I am your servant submitted to your will. And I confess, sometimes I, I get this wrong. I, I, I get this backwards. My actions and my behavior actually say, Lord, you're my servant. Lord, you do my things my way. Here's my list. God, when you get through this checklist of mine, let me know, right? We get it backwards sometimes, at least I do. Yet the volunteer servant surrenders their preferences, their desires, their will to the, to the higher call of the master. So rather than being a slave 
really to her own desires or a slave to her own preferences or a slave to the expectations of culture, right? To the cultural narrative around her. Mary was submitted to God as a servant. Here's a simple test of whether or not I can say that I am the Lord's servant. Do I tell God what to do or do I let God tell me? Do I do what God tells me? Let me say that again. Do you tell God what to do or will you do what God says? That's the test of a servant. Now, I mentioned we're going to see three ways that Mary responded. So I am the Lord's servant is first, maybe as the Lord has said. The second is found in verse 48. We didn't even read that, but let me, let's jump ahead. At, at verse 46, we get this response from Mary. It's sometimes called the Magnificat, the, the song of Mary. Mary's song of praise to God, her response to what's happened to her after she actually goes and meets uh, Elizabeth. And she begins the song of praise. She goes, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Verse 48 For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary is blessed. We can agree with that. And that's what Mary says. So the second response of the heart is to say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Now, obviously, none of us will ever uh, have the privilege of, of that Mary had of carrying the Christ child. But there's a principle there, and the principle is this, to recognize that God favors those who are humble and obedient to him. God favors those people. We can say in that that we are blessed. Mary said, I'm blessed. It's the proper response of the heart submitted to God. Now, Mary wasn't saying, I'm the best. Look at me, everybody. (laughs) You know, God looked around and he said, got to be Mary. She's just that good. You know, that, that that's not how Mary responded. Nor was she saying, I'm the boss. <laughs> I am carrying the Christ child. You will listen to me, Joseph. <laughs> right? Oh, what is that, Joseph? Oh, just the mother of your Savior? What Do you want to, do you want to say, right? That's not, I, I don't think there's any indication that Mary was kind of working that at all. Right? She says, I am blessed. Nor did she complain about it. Mary could have said, fine, I'll do it. May it be as you've said, but I'm not happy about it. Right? Lord, for what I'm going through, you better come through for me. No. I am blessed. The Lord's found favor on me. In humility, she recognized that her assignment was actually an indication of the Lord's favor on her life. Being given a task was an indication of favor and blessing, not obligation or punishment. Sometimes we misunderstand that, oh, I've got all this stuff to do. That's an indication of favor and blessing. Some of you found that in your workplace. The further up you go the ladder, the more responsibility you have. You're like, oh, yeah, it's because they, they love you and they respect you and they want they see what you're capable of doing. I firmly believe the Lord gives assignments to all of us. It might be as simple as an assignment of just having a conversation with one person one time. Or it might be a lifetime commitment to one thing or one ministry or one task. But we all have assignments. Think of a student working on an essay or an employee completing a task 
in the workplace. An assignment has a start and a finish, right? And it serves a limited purpose. It's this one thing for right now. The student's essay does not grant them a diploma, but a series of completed assignments does add up to it. So an assignment has a purpose, but it's limited. And Mary understood and accepted her assignment from God. I think when you recognize the assignment that God has given you, and when you're functioning in that limited task, you're going to recognize, I'm blessed. God's given me an assignment. Blessed because God has entrusted you with that opportunity. Do you recognize in your own life, do you recognize God's favor in giving you an assignment? Do you do you know what your assignment is from the Lord? And then can you say with Mary, because of that, I'm blessed. God, I am blessed. All right, let's jump over to chapter 2 for a third response from Mary's heart. It's found in, starts in verse 16, Luke chapter 2, verse 16. The shepherd, the baby's been born. Jesus has been born. The shepherds have come and, and visited. And, uh, and here they are. Their shepherds hurried. Verse 16. The shepherds hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Verse 19. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. To say that Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often, or as the way another translation puts us, Mary treasured these things in her heart. She pondered these things in her heart, is the way another translation puts it, is to say that she remembered what God was doing in her life and around her. And the right response of the heart to God is to say this, I will remember. I will remember. See, there's a good chance at some point this past week, uh, someone put you on the spot, and uh, you had to answer the question, what are you thankful for, right? Maybe you're sitting around the dinner table and y'all are awkwardly holding hands and it was your turn and you drew a blank. Uh, you weren't actually listening to everybody else because you were thinking about what, what am I going to say because family and friends has already been taken three times. So I can't use that one, right? The heart that is submitted to God has a habit of remembering what God has done. They keep these things in their heart. We have to be careful what we treasure in our heart. I've known people to treasure all the wrong things. Resentment, unforgiveness, hurts, disappointment. I'm telling you, you're killing yourself when those are the things that you treasure in your heart. Those are treasures that turn rotten and destroy you from the inside out. What if instead you treasured the mercy of God to forgive you of your sin when you repented of it? What if you treasured how God has provided for you a job, perhaps a spouse or friends, a place to live? What if you treasured in your heart the opportunities you've had to serve him, sharing Jesus in kids ministry or the ability to give generously to the Lord? What if those are the things that you treasured in your heart? Sometimes it's something small, but it can still be a treasure. A couple Sundays ago, I watched a five-year-old right back here at one of our offering boxes. By the way, thank you so much for your generosity here. And, and she climbed up on the bench 
so she could reach up to the offering box to deposit her tithe. I treasured that in my heart. I just about started crying. I, I treasured that her parents have taught her good biblical stewardship. I treasured uh, that just that, you know, dollar and a couple of coins is so valuable to the Lord. I, wor- I treasured that. I treasured in my heart that last month, 25 children in our crew program on a Wednesday night gave their hearts to Jesus. I treasure in my heart that we've enjoyed some very sweet moments in worship on our Sunday gatherings. I treasure in my heart the opportunity I had this week to share the gospel with 32 kids in our soccer camp. I treasure those things in my heart. Those are valuable to me. What are you remembering? What are you storing up in your heart? What are you treasuring of the Lord's work in your life and in what you observe in the lives of the people around you? Mary models some very ideal responses to God. I'm going to invite Christy and the worship team to prepare to lead us in one last song. She's got these, these responses. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Can you say that? Can you say, I'm the Lord's servant? She, she said, I am blessed because she humbly accepted the assignment that God had given her. Can you say that? Can you say, I am blessed and I accept the assignment from God? And she said, I will remember. I will treasure in my heart the good work that God is doing in me and around me. Will you remember what God's doing and what God has done? Let's use this season, this time of anticipation of Advent to have a merry heart that responds to God. In all these ways. And just as you heard Matthew and Gabriel share their testimony. Today might be the day you actually receive the Savior. Where you receive Jesus as your Lord. Where you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need to be forgiven. And in exchange for my life, I receive your life. I put my trust in you to follow you all my days. Jesus, I welcome you to my heart. I welcome you to my heart. That's your prayer today. Tell somebody, let somebody know. Tell me, tell someone you came with. Say, today I treasure Jesus in my heart as my Lord, the one who will forgive your sins. God, we just, we're in awe. We're, We're just humbled by this beautiful response of Mary who wasn't asking for it, wasn't kind of looking for this once in eternity assignment. And yet you saw her, you favored her, you gave her this assignment. You knew you could trust her with it. And she teaches us, she models for us how to respond. God, we want to be those kind of people who respond with a merry heart to your work around us. We thank you, God, for the good things you're doing. Help us to see it more and more. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your great love for us. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.